you're listening to Midweek Starter. It's Thanksgiving week. We have NFL games on Thanksgiving that we love. We have rivalry college football games that we love. I'm Will Scarborough, joined by Turner Anderson, Shane Waller. Dallas Austin is out with his family this week. And we'll get right into a pretty good slate of games we have coming up. And we'll start with the one we care the most about, or at least two of us care the most about, the Egg Bowl. More accurate. (laughs) I care about the Egg Bowl. But not like the Iron Bowl, right? I mean, less so Egg Bowl versus Iron Bowl, but both of them are important games in my life. Both have implications, potentially. Some implications, more than others. So we'll start with Ole Miss. I'm going to give them a pass on Vandy this week headed into the Egg Bowl. I think that was clearly just a trap game. You can't tell me that they spent time preparing last week for Vandy like they would have because it's Vandy and they're more, got a short week for the Egg Bowl. So I'm going to I'm gonna like purge my mind of everything I saw for Ole Miss Saturday night. That being said, I think we'll have a very close Egg Bowl. Very high-scoring Egg Bowl. I, I, definitely, I definitely agree on they're not they were not looking at Vandy. That wasn't their concern. That wasn't Kiffin's. That's not that was definitely not his first thought going into this weekend. Not not on a short week knowing that you can beat Vandy. It was definitely closer than it should have been, but at no point did Ole Miss look out of control. Right. So I'm not if they had looked out of control, I would be a little bit more like willing to hold it against them, but since they didn't look out of control, I'm gonna say it's the same Ole Miss we're gonna see on Thursday that we've seen all year. Also no major injuries um, for either team like happened this weekend coming into the Egg Bowl, which is good. Um, a, lot of, a lot of times Always you'll have a, a team that looks like it's going to walk off the Egg Bowl. They'll get an injury the week before. I mean, just because it, it's got to be one of the craziest rivalries in college football. Lesser known because the teams aren't historically that great of programs. But, I mean, just weird stuff happens in the Egg Bowl. And that's why I'm going to make one take. For what we'll see. I think we're going to see Mississippi State run the ball more than we've seen them run all year. Not because I think it matches up well or anything like that, because it's the Egg Bowl, and whatever has been most non-existent for a team usually shows up as like a strength during the Egg Bowl. So I think we'll see that will be one of the wrinkles. I think we'll see Ole Miss's line play very good. I think those those are two things we haven't really just – thought of when we when we look at both teams I don't think that you're gonna see quite as much out of Matt Corral and Will Rogers as we expect I think you'll see a lot more uh, some rushing touchdowns some trick plays a little bit I think you'll see some interceptions on both sides honestly but I think it's with Leach and Kiffin it's just gonna be a ridiculously crazy game I agree I think this year has a lot more merit than last we were awful last year I think if anybody has watched us at any point knows we were awful last year. A lot of improvements have been made in the in the past year. Um, and I think it's going to be an interesting game just based off of two decent, well, one decent team, one good team. I do think that Ole Miss is the better team this year, hands down and away. I think they've been the better team for the majority of this year, but the last two or three weeks, I'll be honest, I think State's looked better. Oh, I, I mean, I definitely think we are better than we were against Memphis. And 
and especially LSU, I still think you know, we lost LSU outright. Not going to argue that at all. Like we we should have won that game and did not. Right. Memphis is a different Memphis is a different scenario. We've been over that before. No need to drag it back up. We've we've improved since then. We should have beat Arkansas. Yeah, that, I mean that was a, that was a sixty forty call. I think I think it definitely doesn't get called if he if the player doesn't flop. But you can't be mad. You can't be mad about it because be it mad, was a penalty. But, but it was is a sixty percent doesn't get called in my opinion. Penalty aside, should have still beat them. Well, yeah, should have still beat them anyway. But that was literally the game. But to your point, in a in a more fair to MSU from a refereeing standpoint this year. We could be looking at two, say, two lost teams mm-hmm. rolling oh, into the egg ball this year easily. Um, both both ranked right on top of each other. So I think that the idea that, that Ole Miss is going to be a heavy favorite is not – it should be non-existent oh, at this I, point. And I'm, not I, I think they that, should be a, I'm not saying they should be a heavy favorite. I, just, I'm, I think they are, of the two teams, the better team. Well, well, well think, More well-rounded. So uh, – just so everyone knows, Mississippi State is the current Vegas favorite at minus one. So essentially a pick em, oh. but State is technically the favorite. And the ESPN matchup happen. predictor gives State a 52.7% chance to win the game and Ole Miss a 47.3% chance to win the game. So both the ESPN matchup predictor and Vegas currently have State as a essentially a slight favorite. And I... I guarantee you that favorite is just based off a of location. Yes, I mean they always say in Vegas, like locations worth three points, right? So that tells you if you were playing mm-hmm. that, like if you were playing at a if neutral it was site. Oxford. Well, if it was at Oxford for sure, but even if it, if it was at a neutral site, that Ole Miss would be favored. Um, I'm hesitant because I feel like I'm uh, Michael Scott in the office, and I'm ready to get hurt again. But, like, <laughs> something seems to have clicked in the second half of the Auburn game that I know it was Tennessee State this week, but, like, they came out immediately on fire and, like, went up early. It wasn't, like, the typical Mississippi State bullshit of, like, we're playing a lesser opponent, so we'll start slow and wait to the third quarter to put them away. Like, they immediately got up early, looked really good on offense. Ole Miss's offense has had a lot of injuries this year, and... If you look just over like the past four weeks, they haven't been like that vaunted Ole Miss offense that everyone expected to see at the beginning of the year. They scored 20 points against Auburn. They scored 27 points against Liberty. They scored 29 points against A&M at home. And they only scored 31 points against Vandy at home. So I definitely think there's an opportunity for Mississippi State to pull the win here. Um, they seem to be a team that's on the rise. Ole Miss seems to kind of be holding where they started the season, maybe even down a little bit due to injuries. I'm just concerned, but still concerned about Mississippi State's inconsistency. But you would think they're going to put one of their better games together for the Egg Bowl. But like we said, you can't always guarantee those things either. I, I do think that, I mean, injuries for Ole Miss has played a factor more than not in the last couple of weeks. I mean, overall, major injuries they haven't had. Your like, well, like we talked about, but they have had injuries. I think that have impacted their ability to be that knock drag out team that we thought they were going to be. But I still, 
They have a well, lot of like injuries at wide receiver there, right? Yes. It's so it's, like, they have a lot of wide receiver injuries. That's where the bulk of their injuries are. So offensive production, maybe that's Wills' point about an interesting run game from both teams. It will play a huge factor. Is a very accurate statement based off of their act, their their current injuries where they stand. It's not like they've got, you know, they've lost some, but it's not like they're they're completely hurting either. I think it has dampered. Right. I mean, you, you have a lot of banged up players, mm-hmm. uh, Corral included, and I think yes. that the short week matters a lot more when you have a lot of key players banged up playing than say if you're state and you pretty much have a clean slate. Um, so I, th- I think the short week, the short recovery from playing in the last game to having to go and play Thursday night, I think that's just a, uh, a definite, I, everything's telling me that state should win this game, which terrifies me as a state fan, but this isn't, this isn't just a, I'm a Mississippi state alum picking state. I think that state should win this game. Related, but unrelated. How do we feel about a Thursday Egg Bowl? I don't, I don't know if we've ever talked about that as a group. As television, I love it. As a fan, I hate it. Because um, it's great to have, like, it's on TV for your family and all, but this is a game that people would really, really want to go to. And if and if your whole family is, like, super state fans, it's great. Go go to Start Bowl. But if you're, if you're in a split household or, like, your parents just aren't huge, like, sports fanatics or football fanatics, you're not going to go to get to see that game because there's no way you're not going to your family for Thanksgiving. I don't like it from a personal standpoint for that reason because I'm going to be sitting at home watching it instead of in Startville watching it. But be probably right. at, yeah, but as like a branding boat for both schools, having it as a Thanksgiving game on TV televised and it being that good of a rivalry, it's definitely the play to put it on TV, on Thanksgiving, because it grows your brand. Whether you're State or Ole Miss, it grows your brand. So I, I think that's it's the right move. Net positive. Yeah, I mean, I, I hate the Thursday. I mean, I pretty much agree with Willis. I hate the Thursday night game from a, like being able to go to the game standpoint. Um, I do think it provides a lot of exposure for both programs and to the rivalry that would get lost if you're competing with – Ohio State, Michigan, Alabama, Auburn, the other big rivalry games on Saturday. So, I mean, I feel like the Egg Bowl gets talked about a little bit, like on the ESPN level, definitely not to like the level that the other rivalries do, but they do usually discuss it. And I think part of that is it gets it, the fact that it gets its own night, it gets some exposure that it wouldn't get in a competing environment. I mean, personally, I, I love it. I think it's I think it's great, mainly because you know you are going to be the game that night no one else is playing. I think we just re-signed five more years. So The fun thing this year is the Heisman implications. Yes. Because it, it, it's not just like, oh, they're playing for bowl positioning or like one team's trying to get into Both a bowl in. game. Both in. But, and let me put this, Will Rogers is not seriously going to win the Heisman because of state's record. Neither is Matt Corral, in my honest opinion. No. But they're, but, you're, there's no clear favorite at this point. So those guys are going to get talked about. And as far as someone having a dark horse shot, it would be Matt Corral. But I think there's a great chance for Rodgers to just spoil that. Because it, 
there's zero percent chance Matt Corral wins the Heisman if he loses to Will Rogers. Yeah, I mean, I don't think either one of them win the Heisman at this point. Will Rogers didn't start getting like the media hype and push behind him until too late in the season. And let's be really honest, I know it's not a hundred percent on him, but if Corral wanted to win the Heisman, he needed to beat Bama or at least put up like forty mm-hmm. something on Bama and still lose, which he did neither of. So. All right, so final predictions. We'll each go through uh, winner and, I guess, line or score. I don't pick Nick Bowl winners. I never have. <laughs> I'm not about to start. I'll pick State by three. I'll, I'll take State by ten. Ooh, ten. To, by uh, ten. I, I, I think it'll be a three-point game, Turner. And I think okay. it'll it'll go it'll end with either a dagger touchdown or like a pick. It'll be it'll end with a dagger that results in gotcha That's fair. six points. All right, moving on to your your favorite game of the year, Turner. Uh, my played least at your favorite, favorite place. Yeah, my least favorite game of the year. To be very clear. All right, so the Iron Bowl is in the land of magic, correct? Yes, it is. Jordan Hare. Mm. Down. There's no Bo Nix. There's nothing to be nothing to be frightened of, right, Turner? I'm very frightened. Like the the amount of things that I shouldn't that I shouldn't be frightened of are, are the reason that I'm frightened. So no Bo Nix. Done for the year. Finley didn't look particularly spectacular last week against South Carolina. There's starting to be some rumors about Auburn's happiness with their coach. So those rumors are starting to swirl a little bit. Uh, Bama has already locked up their spot in the SEC West at this point. So outside of pure pride and potentially protecting a shot at a playoff that they think they have if they think they can beat Georgia, uh, there's like less motivation than there would be in a normal year. So there's a lot of things that like just say like. I don't know. There's just too many things that say like it should be an easy game for Bama. If Bama, this Bama team has consistently not taken the easy wins, so I'm very concerned that it's going to be a very close game. Is do you think Saban's going to do the thing? Do the thing. Let's do the thing. The thing. The Saban thing. What's Where he loses, he loses to a coach. Because the, the coaching rumors is what has me. You think he's going to do the thing where he loses to a coach in a game that he knows doesn't matter so that that coach will stay there and he'll continue to get to play them like he did with Gus for like 10 years. <laughs> I think... Wasn't 10 years, but okay. <laughs> How many years was it? How long was yeah. Gus there? Well, four or five. It was more than that. It was more than that. Chiswick was there for four. Yeah, but that was, you gotta think that was 11, Shane. Oh, that's right. It's 20. That, that was, well, but he was, that was 11. Okay, eight to 10 years. Either way, like four more years longer than it should have. Yeah. Saving got to play him because he lost between every the kick now six, and then. Between the kick six and the iron 13. ball that didn't matter. Right? What? The kick six was 13. Yeah, the kick six. Yep. And then the Iron Bowl that didn't matter. And then the Iron Bowl where they beat them 
with Mac in his like first game as a starter, he strung enough victories together to preserve his job for probably way longer than he should have. I don't know that he'll do that with Harson because like it's Harson's a first year coach. I don't know that like he knows that he owns Harson the way he like knew he owned Gus. Uh, I just think a lot of things stack up for like Bama to come in very very flat, Auburn to come in very very motivated, and that's typically a very bad spot for an Alabama team in this rivalry. They retired the bald eagle, so you should be good. The bald eagle did not seem very happy that he was getting retired two weeks ago, and Auburn has lost two straight since then. So maybe the Jordan Hair Magic was inspired by the bald eagle, and without the bald eagle, um, the magic Almost, goes away. That that's a twenty-year tradition. Just go on. Well, Are they not getting a new bald eagle? I thought no idea. I don't. I'm think assuming they just go down to Costco new... and get a bald eagle. <laughs> I don't think you can. I'm sure Peta loves the fact that they have one now. I'm. St- I still think they have to get a new one because it was just that they kept saying it was that bird's last flight. So I think they have to be getting a new one. Well, but you would think that they would have already had the new one. Like, and just looking at a a team, like with I'm a saying, live you don't animal, have you you, you have, have a, you have someone lying in wait. Well, but you still you still have someone lying in wait. Like you would think they would have already gone through that process when they knew they were going to retire the one they had. Like, Bulldogs, you can get Bulldogs from anywhere. Like, LSU, there's a whole docuseries on Netflix about how you get Tigers. and With new but episodes. Like, ball, with new episodes. <laughs> but with Bald Eagles, like, I don't think, like, even as crazy as Tiger King was, no one ever talked about, like, smuggling a Bald Eagle into anywhere. So, like, I feel like this is, like, one of the more rare things to get your hands on. They are, they are native to the U.S. You don't have to smuggle them here. They already live here. <laughs> I meant like into the private possession of someone. Call Disney. They got a couple. Okay. okay apparently, they're just laying around everywhere. I'm an idiot. You just walk down, walk down, walk down the street. Somebody's got their bald eagle on a leash. This is the easiest damn thing in the world to have. Is it a coincidence that since they got rid of their bald eagle, they've played terrible and the Philadelphia Eagles have played great? Hmm. Ooh. That's did an the Eagles, conundrum. Did Consequences, the Philadelphia right? Eagles pick up the retired Auburn bald eagle? That's, that's what I want. I, do they have a rescue program for eagles of other like schools? Of schools? They're not a school. So. Yeah, but I meant like of like they see – like they see these schools getting rid of these eagles, and like they have like an eagle sanctuary and like the like a secret room in their stadium. It's like the the Philadelphia Eagle Protection Program. Maybe they just saw all the luck that Auburn has had at Jordan Hare, and like we're gonna rescue this one specific bald eagle because we have had the worst luck in like the last two years. We feel like so this is gonna turn around for us. So, so you're picking Auburn, right, Turner? My conundrum is if I know if I pick Auburn, that Alabama will win. If I pick Alabama, then I'll be very nervous all game, and I think something fluky is going to happen. So, yeah, I'm going to pick Auburn. Yeah. Pulling the World Series bit. Uh, update, the Eagles do have a live bald eagle. His name is Challenger. He is a uh, 
he is a also he is a rescue. Was non-releasable was rescue. was this week his first game? Was this pro- it, last week it his first was game? Not. He has been okay. with the team since 2018. Okay. So I'm not sure there's a lot of correlation. Okay. Turner's picking Auburn. I'm going to pick Alabama. So I'm 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 in the the Turner camp here. I think this is a very like it's this is a trap game for Alabama. 100%. Bo Nix, no Bo Nix. I mean, I think it was a trap game, honestly. I I there's a part of me that really wants to pick Auburn. Now caveat that too with I will be very pissed off if Auburn wins. And Arkansas couldn't pull it out, but that's that's a whole other topic of conversation. I think I'm I may uh may put you on the island there, Wills. I think I'm gonna set the heartbreak uh, that Alabama will end up pulling it out, but I'm picking Auburn. Okay. That's the island you expected to be on this week, right? That, that is you were definitely Alabama. the island I thought that <laughs> picking the number two team in the nation against a team are they still a team that's not even ranked anymore? Yeah, right. no, who doesn't have team. who doesn't have their starting quarterback? <laughs> that's the island. I'm telling you, you. That's the island you thought you'd be on when we started this podcast, right? Yeah, it I, is. I mean, you know, as we've already discussed, rivalry games are weird. I mean. I think if this were if this were played in Birmingham or Tuscaloosa, I'd 100% be behind on the Bama train. I'd be unhappy about it, but would be on the Bama train. But I'm just, I don't know. I'm I'm feeling a certain way about it. So, all right, so we'll get into, Okay, we'll get into the next one here. This has a huge implication. This actually has like real implications, mm-hmm. especially more so now since. And once again, I picked Oregon. And <clears throat> they hey, lost. I, so the, I was, the two times I picked Oregon are their two losses. I was with you this this go round too. So, but now whoever whoever wins between Ohio State and Michigan is definitely going to be in. At this point, with the Oregon loss, so massive implications. Ohio State looked great. I believe it's at Michigan. Yep, at Michigan. I'm going to take Ohio State. <laughs> because even though it's at Michigan, even though it's a rivalry game, they just look too damn good this past week. I mean, they, it was, what, 50 to nothing just about at halftime against the number seven ranked team in the country. I mean, that's insane. Even Even if Michigan State was way overrated, which they probably were, if they were, if they should have been ranked twenty, still in a half a football, that still should not happen. So I think not only, and this this is recorded pre rankings. I think they're clearly the number two team in the nation right now. I agree, and I also hope agrees. they drop to maybe provide the Alabama team a little bit of motivation. The AP also agrees with you. They are number two. I'm gonna pull. I'm going to pull a Dallas in his absence. Um, I have been burned uh, by Ohio State. I'm pretty sure picking them. I have also been burned picking against them. I have also, if I'm not mistaken, was burned by Michigan as well. But I think this week it's pretty pretty evident who the, the clear and better opponent is throughout from game, from week one, to now week 13 
and that is definitely Ohio State. I I think that uh, Harbaugh may be on the hot seat for real this time if he uh, if he loses this week, and I really find that fun. So, number one, number two, I think Ohio State is the better team. It pains me to say that, as much as I despise Ohio State and everyone saying the Ohio State. The Ohio State. I just I just said that. <laughs> and anyway, but I think they are the superior team, and I think they're going to get a W and remain at number two. I don't think Harbaugh's on the hot seat this year. I think he's finally won enough other big games to probably save his job for another year. Fair enough. Um I do not believe he can beat Ohio State, and until he proves that he can beat Ohio State, I will not pick Michigan. Therefore, I'm picking Ohio State. Um, Ohio State just looks like they have better athletes. They look like a totally different team than the first two or three weeks of the season when they got beat by Oregon, and they had a young quarterback who had didn't have any experience, and now he's throwing six touchdown passes and a half against a top-10 team. Uh to be honest, Ohio State looks really good right now, and I think Michigan is a, the enjoying the spoils of playing an average Big Ten and being slightly above average. So, I'm gonna come in with another hot take here. Big Ten's gonna do the thing this year, the other thing, where they don't look like they have a snowball's chance in hell all year. Then Ohio State transforms into Superman in the playoffs. Yep. And I'm just saying, Georgia's gonna Georgia's gonna be the SEC team that goes. Georgia is not a trustworthy SEC team. Just putting that out, like it doesn't matter how good they are, they're not trustworthy. They ha- they've ha- they've had Alabama beat every time they've played them and lost. They've they have like the, what's the statistic? They led for like a hundred and nineteen minutes of two games. And lost both of them. Like, if Ohio State really is that much improved, and they do meet Georgia in a national championship, Georgia ain't trustworthy. So I'm I'm concerned. As a concerned citizen of the SEC, I'm concerned that this year we are not sending someone we trust to represent us. I, <laughs> Apologies I to Atlanta sports. <laughs> Well, technically, they're two hours outside of Atlanta, but okay. They can't. Um, find, me, find me a resident of Atlanta that isn't a Georgia fan. Well, you do know where Georgia Tech is located, correct? Like we said, they're find not me a good. resident of Atlanta yeah. that's not a Georgia fan. Georgia Tech doesn't have any fans. Campus looked pretty pretty bustling to me, but anyway. Yeah, well, well, all the engineers live in the suburbs, so resident of Atlanta, Shane. I'm sure there's a few that live on campus. Anyway... I I do get where you're coming from. However, unless Ohio State just just comes out fully swinging, I still think it's going to be hard to topple Georgia this year. I could Agreed. be wrong. I could be wrong. It's a uh, 100% possible because I've been wrong a lot this year. But in sports, but uh, Georgia is still I think overall the team to beat. All right, so moving on, we'll hit what two more ga- college games real quick, then we'll hit NFL. All right, South Carolina Clemson, a newly resuscitated Clemson that has life in them after beating allegedly number 10 Wake Forest. Allegedly. 
in South Carolina, who's who is uh, you know, they're playing well. They're beating teams they don't usually beat. Yeah, I mean, I think South Carolina has now beat two teams in the last three weeks that they really shouldn't have beat with a quarterback who was playing at like a D3 school last year, I think is the story, and is their third-string quarterback. Defense has played hard. They seem to be playing inspired football. My only question is where is the game at? At South Carolina. All right, well, I'm I'm going to make this – because right, there's no NFL game, I think, that we're talking about that I want to make a coin flip. So I'm going to make this my coin flip while everyone debates. Okay. Um, because I just – I could – like, their calibers are way too close in terms of what I've seen over the course of the year. Let's see what we got. We have a heads. South Carolina, South Carolina. it is. All right. I'm going to be on it. And, and I'll tell you this, too. The coin flip has burned me every time I've done it. So – Take that on, into consideration. On, on that note, and the fact that I already picked Auburn, I don't think I have the guts to go with two huge upsets. Uh, I'm going to go Clemson. Though I really want to pick South Carolina. I think I'm just going to go Clemson and make the smart play. I'm going to take Clemson for this reason. South Carolina has already had some of their, like, we're on the mountaintop moments. Fair. And Clemson is still pissed the hell off. I think they're a much more talented team just off the program that they've had you know their talent levels deeper they haven't played well like it all year coming off you know losing some guys understandable for a slow start understandable being bad you know even even at alabama they have not looked good in the first half of their year and still are a little inconsistent so i think something clicked last week they kind of got their swagger back beat an alleged top 10 team and I, I think if they play like they played last week, which they should be motivated to with it being South Carolina, it it, it doesn't matter how inspired South Carolina is, in my opinion. So go Dabo, the fighting Dabos. I'm picking Clemson, but I refuse to say go Dabo. Though he did just say that, didn't he? I don't know what you're talking about. Dabo's the coolest coach in college football. Oh, you mean the future head coach of the Alabama Crimson Tide? That's what I hear. That's what I hear, too. Nope. I don't think so. He'd be crazy to leave Clemson. Oh, I agree. He would be insane. Oh, well, yeah, but... But, but, but Dabo. Uh, Dabo. <laughs> well, fair. All right, and we'll, we'll end it up with uh, a very exciting matchup we didn't think we were going to get to be a close game. Florida and Florida State. It is. It is. Twas the night after Dan Mullen got fired, which is today. I'm gonna pick Florida just because they fired Dan Mullen, <laughs> and they're gonna and and they're gonna play. They, once again, well, actually, I take that back. They're probably not more talented than FSU because Dan can't recruit. So I, I, I'm gonna change. I'm gonna change the rationale of my pick. Same pick, just different rationale. To be clear. No, I'm gonna ch- no. I'm gonna. Ch- I'm gonna pick he's, Florida he's, State he's flipping because completely. no, I'm flipping completely. Now that I've I've paused one beat to think about it, they were bad with Dan coaching three stars. How bad are gonna be? Bad are the three stars gonna be 
after Dan's not coaching them. And neither is any of his staff because they already let them go. I would just like to say, if we're going to talk about Dan a little bit, I mean, how happy are we that he left and took Emory Jones with him? Because if not, he'd be our quarterback right now. Thrilled. Yeah, I mean, he was committed to – he basically was committed to play for Dan at State and then said, no, 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 you're going to far, I'll go to far too. I think this the, – the way everything played out is just fantastic if you're a State fan. Because cause Daniel leaves – on this grand journey to win an SEC championship or a national championship and be be an NFL coach eventually as if we were the problem and that somehow being in Florida, just the talent level he's going to have in Florida will get him over the hump because he's such a freaking good coach. He leaves a team that is more talented than any team he's had in Florida in Starkville. This is I, – I saw one thing that was that showed his record – before and after the shoe got thrown. That's funny. I saw that. that I, that's amazing. Like that. Like the the shoe is his Elijah Moore moment. Yeah, I mean he. I forgot the record, but I saw the meme. I mean, you think about like he would have had an argument to go to the playoffs anyway if the shoe doesn't get thrown, with how close he played Bama last year. And less than tw- twelve months later, his team is. Like, what, are they five and six? They have to beat Florida State to be bowl, to be bowl eligible, and he's fired. That's, that's, an even, that's an even quicker turnaround than Ed Orgeron. Which is what they were comparing it to. The only thing that fell faster than Ed Orgeron's legacy at LSU was Dan Mullen's legacy at Florida. So he's actually out. It's, he's not coaching. Who? Mullen. No, he was announced fired today. Yeah, I know. Like he, unlike Ogeron, he is not coaching any. Ogeron's still coaching. He's been he's been uh, let go. Oh, he's I did a, not. He has agreed. He has agreed to part ways at the end of the year. Correct. But Mullen. So is, I guess he is. Mullen is gone. They have named their interim. Yeah, yeah. He won't so coach like, against Florida yeah, State. Right. Like he's he's out. So, I mean, but look, I. They gave him the full kiffin. I don't think they left him on the tarmac, but I struggle. Like, I go back and forth on Dan because, like, yes, I think we were all very pissed off when Dan Mullen left. It was evident Dan didn't want to be in Starville. It's evident that Dan didn't want to be in Starville from 2014 on. Let's be real here. If anyone has followed Mississippi State sports for any length of time, you know that Dan Mullen was done after he lost. Or, well, after he didn't go to Miami. Still contend that. We'll argue that to the day I die. He he was leaving in 14. And then he didn't. Because other circumstances happened. The ill will that people have toward Dan Mullen, like, I get it, but at the same time, I don't. He took us from a program that was in shambles to a program of national prominence with household namesake and a fan base that actually showed up to games, unlike that they hadn't done in a decade. So, the Dan Mullen hate, at, at this point, like, the older I've gotten and the more I realize Moorhead did really screw us, more than Dan did, it, it's hard for me to just completely trash the man. However, I will say this. I find it interesting, but it's also typical Florida to fire him now, four years after he gets there. Because he went, 
in 18. No, not four years, three years. Right? My math is bad. I'm not an engineer. Um, he hasn't, he's only been there since 2018. And I feel like this is just Florida's MO2. So, anyway, digressing off of how quickly Florida fires coaches, I think that, I think it was a situation where Dan, Dan left for greener pastures and Florida just still isn't quite the job that he was looking for. I'm, I'm very appreciative to Dan, but here's the deal. I would be more appreciative to Dan and the program he built if it was not very apparent that he quit on the back end of seasons when he had good teams, when he had good records, when he had stuff to play for because he was looking for other jobs. And I, I'm sorry, but that's the mentality that got him fired at Florida too. If he didn't have that man- mentality, not only would he have been to a playoff with Mississippi State because I truly believe we would have during the year we were ranked one with Dak. If he had not mailed it in after he lost to Alabama on the road in Tuscaloosa, I think I think at that point he thought we're not going to make it in. I think he was, yeah, and I think he was already looking at that point for jobs. And I do not think we lose to Ole Miss. Ohio State's quarterback got hurt. No one knew that they had a Messiah in backup quarterback at Ohio State. So they, we would have gone in as a one-loss one loss to Bama on the road in Tuscaloosa if he had just not mailed it in that season, the last game, instead of job hunting, which I now realize he was doing after the fact. He, so no, so no, if, he, if, he had, he, if he had literally just not quit on his teams, he would have gone there, he would have had better seasons, he would have stuck with a team that could have gotten him to an SEC championship if he hadn't went to Florida when he did. So, I mean... I don't feel bad for Dan at all. Am I appreciative that he got us to an expectation of a six and six season at least? Yeah, great. That's wonderful. A lot of a lot of the time states sucked was before my time. So I'm probably less appreciative than some older fans. But at the end of the day, don't feel bad for the guy. Remember because he quit on us. All right. We've talked Dan Mullen and coaching search for a while. Let's rein it back in and actually do your pick in Florida State. I'm picking Florida State. Shane? Florida State. I'm going to pick Florida because they actually – I think something happened, and I think they're all mad at Mullen. I think they'll actually play harder this week with Mullen fired. I'm going to pick Florida. I did think about that too, but I still – I'm just – I'm not convinced. All right. Moving on to the, the day of thanks that we should be very thankful for football outside of the uh, – Outside the A Bowl, you we get three NFL games. We had the Bears, Lions, the Raiders, Cowboys, and the Bills, Saints. Not great. I'm gonna be honest. Not great matchups. I'm a little disappointed. I mean, it is football on Thanksgiving, so like, it'll be great. But well, and the Lions always play on Thanksgiving. The Lions always play. The Cowboys always play. But like, and to be fair, the Raiders, Cowboys should have been a good, fun matchup. But the Raiders just completely imploded, so now it's not. I mean, but two of these ba- matchups. Bears-Lions? And Bill Saints should have been good. I mean, the Saints have a good defense. The Bills are a good team. Like, if Jameis... Like, the Bill Saints could have been an interesting matchup. 
Oh, the, the freshly on a loss pills? The after Jonathan Taylor scored five touchdowns? Fifty points in fantasy. Uh, Holy 50, shit. fifty four in my work league. Oh, it's fifty four final. Oh, okay. No, well no no no. I, different different league. In my work league I have him. Uh fifty four due to the bonus structure in my league. So Ah. Uh, he was fifty okay. Yes. I do think the positive of the Bears Lions game is that like the post turkey nap is gonna be really easy to get this year. Super not worried about it. Hey, the the Bears have an exciting young quarterback. I don't know what you're talking about. Who got hurt today? Oh, did he? Wait, really? Yeah, yeah. Andy Dalton. In case matter. you're wondering, Andy Dalton led the comeback in their game that fell short. Okay. Fields got hurt. So oh, where shit. I was watching, but where I was watching, they had um, red zone on, and so I heard Dalton's name. But at one point, I thought I looked up later in the game and Fields was back in. He may have come back, but Dalton definitely threw the long touchdown pass in the last two minutes of the game. Okay. So they may he may like come back in and tried and like said like I can't go or whatever. But like Dalton definitely led through the like fifty or sixty yard touchdown bomb at the end of the game that led to them technically being up. Then the Bears managed to blow their lead again and still lose. Um, but yeah. So, so the Ly- the Lions may get a win. Yeah, I mean the Lions legitimately they, they they're a very dangerous bad team. They'll play they'll pl- they'll play you right up to the end before they lose. I really think that I I think if Fields is hurt Lions I'll take Lions too. Take Lions. I'm going to take Bears. I think the Bears are actually better with Dalton at quarterback right now. Really? They look better they looked, this afternoon. They did. They 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 looked so like I did not realize because I wasn't I wasn't watching that game. That wasn't the game in front of me. It would pop up on the big TV they had for red the red zone every now and again, but it wasn't like a focal point. So I didn't see it. But I could. I mean, Dalton is a much more experienced quarterback. Like he he does have that going for him. When I said that. Let me be very clear. I think in the long term, Justin Fields' upside is way higher than Andy Dalton's. I'm not saying anything against Justin Fields. Fair enough. I just think that, like, in the current state with no offensive line, a guy who has 10 or 15 years' experience in the NFL is more apt to get them a win than a guy who's kind of still learning on the fly with, like, protection calls and everything like that. Fair enough. Still sticking with Detroit. All right. Raiders Cowboys taking the Cowboys. It's the Cowboys. It's Thanksgiving. The Raiders are, you know, might as well be having open tryouts at this point. They lose any more players, uh, you know, or coaches. So easy pick. Even though the Cowboys look terrible today, easy pick. They look awful. I saw some of that. Anyway, um, well, I mean, Vegas has, you know, you got yeah, Cowboys. Yeah, I'm going to take the Cowboys as well. The Raiders have looked terrible like the last two or three weeks now since all the drama it's around the team. And uh, I just think they're kind of like – they weren't predicted to be very good at the end of the year. They kind of seemed to be better than everybody thought. And now that like they've had a lot of off-the-field off issues across the board, 
it seems like they're kind of falling back into where we thought they were going to be to start the year. So, also the Cowboys tend to play well after they get pissed off with a bad performance so far this year. So, maybe the second coming of Red Ass Week. Yeah, we had the Broncos' terrible performance. We had Red Ass Week and destroyed the Falcons. We had a terrible performance against the Chiefs, so we'll have to have another Red Ass Week against the Raiders and begin the cycle of the Cowboys. One good week, one bad week. Uh, one good week, one bad week as well. The uh, the Bills versus Saints. I don't think this is an easier pick as we maybe think it should be because the Bills can lay some bombs. Is it is it at New Orleans? Yes. There's a part of me that really wants to pick New Orleans. Yeah, the, the negative but, for me is I get the New Orleans game with where I am regionally, and I saw how they played today. I'm going to pick the Bills. Yeah. Um. Also, the Bills are kind of like the Cowboys in the fact that they like to lay their turds in alternate weeks instead of doing them back-to-back, and they laid one this week. So I'm assuming that they'll play well next week and then play poorly the week after that. I'm also not sure that it's smart to pick against the Bills two weeks in a row. Yeah. Like, I mean, no, no. obviously – I made the right decision because I, I was right, but, um, you know, I still think they are a better, they are a good team, and I, I, but there's just being in New Orleans on Thanksgiving. There's a part of me that wants to pick for them anyway, but. Bills, I'm gonna go Bills. I'm on. I'm gonna go with my guy. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm gonna say not. it's an on week for them too, and uh, pick Bills. Hmm. That. Those are our game picks. Didn't didn't the Bills lose two weeks in a row? No, they beat the shit out of the Jets. That's no, yeah, last week. Yeah. That's right. If you did, if you missed it last week, they picked off Mike White four times. Yes, they That's did. That's right. That's right. Oh, and we had a uh, we had Joe Flacco go in today. The, I know. The I heard Jets, his name. The, the Jets front office uh, is just going right to plan. They send Mike White out against the Bills, get creamed. They send the vet Joe Flacco in, delivers him a nice two TD, zero interception, clean loss to a very beatable team in a very winnable game, and now they can go back to Zach Wilson without any real complaint. To end it up, I'm going to leave you with my updated, as you know, we are shopping for a hockey team. Yes. yes. I, I'm going to... This is going to be what I'm going to call the, uh, I don't want to say Final Five. We may make it Final Six, but I think we're just going to say these are the teams. There's no more shuffling around. Decisions will come from these teams. Okay. And and I think the interesting part, okay, I think the interesting part about this is when we've narrowed it down to this little cross-section, uh, we're trying to stay away from like bitter rivals within this cross-section because these are teams we like. We're new to hockey. We're going to enjoy the whole hockey experience. So it's not like I'm going to hate when I pick a team is like my team that is my team. It's not like I'm going to hate the other four or five teams. Like th- those are going to be the teams like, oh, your team sucks this year. Well, like so and so is in the playoff. We'll root to- root for them through the playoffs this year. Like the- these these are not teams that you would get say like a player's jersey from. But like if you had if you had a hat if you had a jacket or something, you would not be like, oh, like I can't wear that because I hate them. Does that make sense? Kind of. Like you're not. Like, like a, you're like you're you're pro those teams. You're not neutral those teams. 
you're pro those teams, you're you're a a fan of those teams, like we're a fan of certain teams that we like in the NFL that say like I'm I'm with you. Yeah. So like, basically what you're telling me is is you are not gonna go pick the Pittsburgh Penguins. Right. Okay. I'm not. I'm not gonna go pick the Penguins. Outstanding. Alright, so maintaining their spot at the top for now are the Rangers. They just did you see the goal tonight? Mm-mm. The point the point four second in the third winner. They they also watch, had watch it later they, on also, they, there's like between it was a 5 4 win. Six of the goals scored in that game were scored in like a minute and a half. Like it was like, it was, yeah, like it, it was really well, I, a Rangers, very fun. If you're looking for highlights, I would suggest that game as a very good one to go back and watch on your phone. I mean, the Rangers are, the Rangers are definitely a, a good team. I'm not, I will never, not disputing that at all. Yeah, I'll have to go watch the, the, the game winner in the last few seconds. Those are always fun in hockey. Yeah, because it yeah, and it's it's just the reaction it's, is awesome. It's a different, That's one of the yeah. things I love about the sport so far. It's a different, it's a different like it's a different environment from football when you win close games in the last few seconds because it is a very rare occurrence. Right. So, so this is com, you're going com, you're going one to one to six. Rangers, yeah, one to six. Rangers one. All right. All right, sitting in in the number two spot, moving up, because. I had an epiphany. I'm moving the Kraken back to two. Okay. They're bad. They haven't clicked. They're they're up four two on the caps right now. But that is this would only be their if they pull it out, this would only be their fifth win of the season, which is really bad. Like like there's only one or two teams that are worse than the Kraken right now. But as I notice this, I notice that I'm still tuning into games to see how the Kraken are doing, to see if they can get a win. So like obviously there is some Connection more than just, oh, they're a good team, they're a winning team. I obviously like that team. So I'm going to put them as number two just because we care about the team now. So coming in, and, and we, we like the team. So coming in at number three, and this is a new we've 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 talked about them before. We're, we're bumping them up just because I feel like this is just a good, if you like hockey, this is a good team just – to follow and care about for the good of the sport. I'm I'm putting the Leafs at number three. Oh, I think the, Ma- the Maple Leafs, eh? The I'm putting the Maple Leafs. Yeah, they're they're a consistently good team. They're you know just you know sort of like the, I mean obviously blue their color, but like the blue bloods of hockey. Like I think it, I think it it would be it's gonna be fun to watch them for years on. End and they're not like a bitter rival with you know someone else that I like right now. So I think we're we're gonna be net positive, good team, good heritage, Leafs, good go hockey. Um, coming in at number four, we're gonna put in Edmonton. We're gonna put in the Oilers. But it's but cold there. It is cold there, and, and I'm not saying that they're gonna be my main team. That I'm gonna like want to go watch them play. Alexa, what's but, the temperature in Edmonton? It's gonna be like negative twenty. It's actually, it's actually kind of warm tonight. It is thirty-two degrees. Yeah, exactly. That's see, that's that's why they'll probably be a team that we love from a distance. <laughs> Obviously, very very fun to watch. Great players, always exciting. Uh, he's gonna be, he's gonna be, amazing. 
Yes. I mean, David is going to be just... Like, it... He's coming after everybody. Yeah, and I, and I want to be along for the ride in some capacity. So, that that's why we're going we're gonna to put them at number four. And then, at number five, we'll put in the Caps. I, I, I'm net positive on the Capitals. Mostly because of Ovechkin. But he's not going to be there forever. So we're going to be net positive on the Capitals. I'll always be happy for you because you're obviously you're in a freaking Capitals hoodie right now. Um, like I'll always be very happy for you when the Capitals do well. So I, I am a net positive on the Capitals. So I'll slip them in at number five, and then we may leave we may leave like the Wings or somebody in uh in its in at six. But those and we may cut it just to five. But those are those are our net positive are we, are we, teams. So so yes or no on the wings. I think we'll go yes on, right, on the so wings. We we watch wings. them every. We find ourselves watching Red Wings games every now and then. So I think we can we can say put them in at six. Well, of of your list, other than of course the Caps, you only picked one other metropolitan team. So I mean, we're doing all right, right. here. If you're looking at it no, from a, from a division. We're doing good, and I and I only have I only have two teams in the West. As well, so lots of not and in the Kraken's new, so it's not a very messy. I highly doubt it with the skill level of the teams right now that they form a bitter rivalry. There you go. I mean, I, I of course would prefer that you not pick the Rangers, which I know Turner wants you to pick the Rangers. Although I, I will, I, yeah, I was thinking about this when we ha- were having our rivalry conversation. I. I generally try not to indulge in the actual nitty-gritty of the rivalry in terms of game-by-game play. I mean, y'all saw what I did with Ole Miss State. Like, I, it's it's difficult at the end of the day because I hate doing the whole trash talk thing at, when it really comes down to it. Now, I will say, fuck the pens every now and again because they are the Penguins, but... It's not like a. I don't think Turner's gonna get what he hopes he's what he's hoping for. So, just throwing that out there for Turner's sake. But I would not I think, be. I would I not think be the angry fact that you're you bringing it up right now means that he might be. The, the The fact that every time we've discussed the Rangers, a look of anger comes across your face. You talk about how you don't like the Rangers, and then you have to justify how. Oh, and you have to justify how I'm not gonna get what I want out of the rivalry. Tells me that I'm going to get what I want out of the robbery. <laughs> say that. You say that. I don't... I mean, y'all know how I am when it comes to sports. As a third-party observer in this endeavor, in the hockey endeavor, I can honestly say I'm just here to watch the world burn. Oh, so you're the Joker. <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, of of the team of the teams you're gonna face in Edmonton, or sorry, not Edmonton. I mean, New York, the Rangers of New York, because there are two New York teams. Well, right. Technically, there are three New York teams, but the Rangers of New York, because Buffalo has a team, are gonna be like could could be the an Achilles heel at the end of the day to the Capitals. But I also still contend. It's just a look of disgust based off division. I still don't think, in terms of teams in our division, 
They're not like a huge rival. They're not the Penguins. They're not the Islanders. It's not like you're the Rangers. So you're saying are not you're a, bigger rivalry rivals with the Islanders. I would say traditionally, maybe. Okay. Obviously, this year the Islanders are at the bottom of the barrel this year. So, like, okay. obviously this year, and I mean, and Carolina too. Carolina in recent years has just become a a thorn in everybody's side. I think we're gonna, and to your point on on teams you don't like. I think now we, we we've gotten our like power five here. I think that's a good one. We'll call it the power five. Call it the power five. And and we'll we'll cut we'll we'll get down to the Caps and the Red Wings, and we'll we may cut one and leave it at just five. And I'm that way little, we can call it the power five. I I am a little surprised that never on your list was Philadelphia. And let me explain my reasoning. You made a point about Blooper, Atlanta's mascot, the Kraken, making mm-hmm. a point about mascots. Gritty's out there, man. Yeah, but if it's Philadelphia going, sports. I mean, like, fair. Like, but, you you got to do better than a mascot to make up for the fact that you're in Philadelphia. What, they, what Philadelphia team like, do you want to be a fan of? I mean... Of all of them, like the Eagles the most, but they make it so damn difficult that you just can't. And with like, and the thing is, like when they like basically rioted in Philadelphia when they got to go to the Super Bowl, it's just another reason like you don't like, like every every seventy sixers fan I know thinks they're great every year, and they lose in like the second round of the playoffs every year. Every Phillies fan I know, I hate because of the Braves. And all they want to talk about is Bryce Harper, and not the fact that the rest of their team sucks. Just they want to talk about how good Bryce Harper is. Oh, what? Oh, so, no. Yeah. So like, I haven't. There's not. Like, there's not a Philadelphia team out there. Like, I'm obviously not a hockey connoisseur, so I don't know as much about the Flyers. The Eagles are like, like I agree with Wills. They're the ones I'm most okay with, probably right now because they're starting Jalen and they have Devontae. But like, yeah, and they have Slay and Cox on there. So like, and they have Slay I, I like, and Cox I like a lot State. of players on the yeah. Eagles. But I would love if those players weren't on the Eagles. If they could take that team out of Philadelphia, and you had like two of my favorite Alabama players and two of my favorite Mississippi State players, like that'd be a great team to root for. But I just can't root for a Philadelphia team. I'm sorry. Fair enough. Fair enough. Apologies just... to the city of Philadelphia. Nice spell though. <laughs> I mean, it did crack twice. <laughs> It's Philadelphia. Even the bell cracks under pressure. I, pressure. I, am, <laughs> I, I am two hours from that city and have never been. That's all you need. That's all you need to know about why the Flyers aren't there. Fair enough. I, I just on the mascot conversation that we've had in the past. I just I had to bring it up. But but to my point, we will after we have solidified the team, I think we're going to have, I think we may do like the, the last like five or six in tiers of like your team, like your, your, your runner up team. And then like your net positive teams. And then we, and then we will get into teams we hate, I, which so, I think will be a lot more fun. Honestly. I, I just, I'm ready to get Turner on the hockey train. I don't know how, I think getting him to a game is going to be our, our, get but I will I will say I'm not not a big hockey person I have heard from multiple people that are 
like sports fans across the board, that hockey is the most fun sport to watch in person over even a football game. I've heard that. So it, it has it has everything you're looking for. Like I, I have even made the point if someone told me that you could only watch one more one only one sport of the majors of the major sports so the four we all know what the four are i hope um i would definitely pick hockey because it has it it is a game that has it has everything you're looking for hits fights like it's it is a very well-rounded sport yeah i mean i've heard a lot of good things about about live action too like live action hockey is supposed to be the best so it's a lot of fun in a in a good environment it's a lot of fun and i think open to becoming involved in the hockey discussion but have not gotten interested yet all right so i think that i think that concludes everything everyone is have a happy thanksgiving we'll we'll get to the bottom of hockey we'll get find out how the uh college football playoff shapes up after this weekend uh for the most part we'll still have the looming um bama georgia matchup but maybe not i am on an island picking alabama we'll see we'll see how it plays out hope everyone has a great holiday you've been listening to midweek starters and go state (laughs) and jets hail state